Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. Your hosts are Wazza and Dan. So how you going, Dan? Not bad. The buy's over. Week without weekend without watching an Eagles game almost got me, but I did survive, Wazza, and I'm here. Yeah, I actually hate the buy week um, and all the buy weeks, so I'm going to bring that up later on in the show when they're under the pump because I didn't watch hardly any footy at all. It was like the football season was over. I was lost. <laughs> it, I didn't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> oh, it's it's not just that. It's um all these sports shows or footy shows are you know mainly in Victoria, so they barely talk about the Eagles as it is. <laughs> so you can imagine when they don't play, we don't get a mention. So the whole week's footy news, footy is just boring as to me. So yeah, it's I, a drain. I listen to quite a lot of podcasts just to keep myself involved a little bit it just wasn't the same but i'll bring up a bit more about that in my pump episode um look we want to say hello to a couple of guys that are regular listeners uh there's um craig matt lee justin greg dave and jeff they're all listening to their bar in the shed they get together and uh, listen to the podcast show and talk about footy so it's a good thing to hear and it's good to get feedback from those you know from guys like that so Glad you enjoy the show, guys, um, and I hope we, we do a good show for you. And Craig, from there, has got a question, so I don't know how to answer it. You might. Yep. Why are all the grounds not that in the AFL not the same length or width, etc.? Why don't we have the same, like, you know, soccer, hockey? Yep. Um, I kind of do have an answer to this. And first of all, absolute champs. I love their feedback, which I absolutely love reading. So glad they're adamant listeners weekly. Okay, sometimes the baddest habits are the hardest to break. Now, a lot of these ovals were not originally designed for AFL. Like for cricket. Yeah, AFL, as in general, or the VFL was invented to keep the cricketers fit during the off-season, basically. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Wills. Yeah, and I have a talk about inconsistencies with AFL all the time, and mainly with people who support rugby. And I always bring up the grounds. Um, and that's basically the reason. But not only that, Perth Stadium is a little bit unique where this stadium was built from the ground upwards. There was nothing there. Oh, well, there was actually technically nine holes of golf yeah, there. Golf. Yeah, but there was no <laughs> oval. No, yeah, that's it. And uh, on a side note, it got voted the best stadium to watch footy at too, yes, which is also that. great. Yeah, yeah. But... But is that where Sozzy's just voting, outvoting the Well, it could be, very well could be, but we do have less population. <laughs> but see... The thing with that is a lot of these other old, they're older ovals that are getting redeveloped. So there you got there. There's no way the AFL can step in and say it has to be these dimensions because these ovals already exist, even though the stadium facilities around them don't. So then right away you have another inconsistency. So that's basically the two things that some of the, like MCG, SCG. So so why, why when you build a new stadium like at Optus? Yeah. Don't they just get one of the ovals like the MCG and make it exactly the same size? See, that's the thing, and that's where I get back to the original comment. It's, you know, your bad habits are the hardest to break. Yep. They can't do that now because the ovals are so vastly different. Now, we don't play at Sub anymore, so let's go out. So, but we'll just mention it for the sake of this conversation. How it would be physically impossible to make the SCG like Subiac Oval. You would have to literally demolish it and rebuild the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect... uh, SCG's a perfect circle that's tiny, where Subi was very skinny and very long, one of the longest in the AFL. So it's just... 
an impossible thing to now monitor. If they started from scratch, then yes, they could. But these, as I said, these ovens are already pre-existing. And yeah, as I said, they're not all like Perth Stadium where they're getting built from scratch, you know, from the ground up, yep. where they can monitor the sizes. So that's it. But um, well, I'll talk about the SCG later on when we talk about Sydney, because that's a ground that we don't have a good record at. Uh, look, I just want to give a big shout out to some listeners in San Jose in America. And after WA, they're our second biggest audience at the moment. So it's a bit of, oh, I was a bit astounded at that, um, beating out Adelaide and Melbourne. That's so it. you guys on the East Coast, lift your game, okay? That's right. And I'll <laughs> tell you what, I've been there. You can barely walk down the street without the, our podcast getting mentioned, was I? I'll tell you what, we're like celebrities there. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the same group of people or there's a lot of expats over there, but it's good to see that we're hitting uh, different places like the Netherlands and uh, Denmark and stuff like that. So it's good to see that other people are out there searching for podcasts or just stumble across it by accident. So let's get on to some footy talk now. Um, look, I know everyone's been going on about the signings and everything for the last six, seven weeks, and it's going to keep going until somebody signs. Um, look, I was expecting Gaffy to sign this week. He could still do it in the next week or so. Uh, the news is that Lysett will probably sign in the next two weeks. Um, there's more rumours going around now about McGovern, um, who is a restricted agent, and uh, Sydney, who we're playing this week, seem to be on the radar now, along with uh, Freo and St Kilda. Yeah, McGovern's uh, indicated his preference to stay at the Eagles, but he's put his contract to the end of the season, as we know. But people that they say close to him say he's got a tight relationship with Simo and he loves the club so if that's so true why doesn't he just nip it in the bud and bloody sign I know you've got to work things out and see how the prices go on it's just uh, surprising that now his brother is in the news saying he's not wanted at the Crows well he doesn't want to be at the Crows I don't know if that's just media speculation or if it's true if so does Eagles try and get his brother here um to the last one, no. <laughs> We're developing some nice tall forwards in Oscar Allen and Branda and Waterman's had great, you know, exposure so, already this year, so I don't want to lure the brother here, especially... Devil's when, advocate, Luke Partington and a number two draft pick from McGovern's brother. No, I wouldn't even do a straight shot. I don't want him there. <laughs> it's not fitting an Eagles need. Right, if, I, if, if, if I wanted to trade and give up something... You know, semi decent. I'd be targeting a midfielder. That's yeah. what I'd be targeting. That's me personally. Yeah, but I think Eagles need the whole contract talk. I find so comical because this time last year we were talked about having a war chest. Our list last year, which had a lot more senior players that would have been played more than our debutants, we still had room in our salary cap. Then the salary cap had been increased. So it was reported halfway through last season about our massive war chest we had, that's what they called it, and how we can target players. Now, I'm glad we went down the drafting route rather than the trade route, which a lot of people were against at the time, but now see the light at the end of the tunnel with that. But there was a $1.2 million offer thrown at Cali. It didn't go anywhere because yeah. he wasn't interested because we're not a destination no. being WA. No one wants to travel as often as the WA. Which signs. is weird. Cause but we have the money. WA should be a destination club like I remember having a chat with you today Yeah. Um, and a couple of other guys. Uh, I thought the Eagles would be a big destination club. But then again, I guess it depends what people want out of it. People like playing in the big, big games at the MCG. Uh, we're getting big crowds now at the uh, Optus Stadium. So that might start changing in the next couple of years with expat WA players. Well, 
I'll get back to the contract talks, but I'll answer that first is we'll never be a destination club. That sounds horrible. We got the fan base, we got the facilities, we got the great Optus Stadium. We have to travel every second week. They don't players don't want to come here because they don't want to have to travel every second week. Especially when they got young families. Why would you try and look at this from their point of view? Why would you go to the Eagles, even though they're a successful successful side? When you could go to a successful site in Melbourne, hardly ever have to travel, oh, yeah, and then get that. grand finals at the MCG. And that's why that's going to be up in my pump as well about yeah. the gaming structures. So. so that, but that's exactly why these players. Because look at O'Meara, he he's not a big boy, but where does he want to go? Perfect example of this. He yeah. wants to go there. Um, well, let, let's but, have a look at some yeah. of the signings. Everyone's talking about Gov and Gaff and Lysett, but Mackenzie's out of contract at the end of the year. And he's an unrestricted free agent. So is Lacroix. Now, you'd think Lacroix's going to get one year extra. If he's playing like he is at the end of the year, you've got to give him another year. Mackenzie, he's probably going to retire, I reckon, depending if Gov stays or not. Now, if Gov goes, you'd sit there and if you're Mackenzie, you'd be going, well, if he goes, I want to give it one more shot. Wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that's exactly where I see I think if Lacroix's body holds up, his form, he's, he's in line for a 40-goal season as a small forward, even though he's medium-sized yeah. at all. So, yeah, but McKenzie, I do think one more year, year contracts, especially if Gov goes. I put him in the same thing as um Schofield, where it's an insurance player kind of thing. They're not going to get much game time, but you need that tall defender. And I think we forget how good he is at one-on-one contests yeah. for McKenzie. So if Gov goes, he's definitely on our list. Uh, but I, I just, yeah, but personally, I, I, we got these three out of thing. Uh, Gaff, I do ex- expect yeah. to sign soon or here yeah. before the end of the season. Um, and I'm not even worried about Gov waiting to the end of the season because as I touched on, we have the money. We'll just match any offer. And I love the media constantly coming out with these new teams that want oh, him yeah. because if he elects to go and cut ties with Eagles, we match it. Then we just put him out on the trade table and we'll get the possible. Best, Best possible. possible. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's a the win-win. Judd scenario. That's exactly right. It's a win-win. In hindsight, you'd be devastated. You lost McGo- uh, McGovern, but we will walk away smiling. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's quickly go. Archie, he's he only signed a one-year contract. Now, for more reports, he didn't get on the plane. Um, is he in jeopardy of not playing next year? No, I, I think Archie's just locking for a second year. He elected for a one-year with the club because he wanted to prove what he could do to earn it. But everyone knows the poor bugger did his ankle, which cut his pretty yeah. much whole pre-season out. Um, so I expect him to get another one just to prove what he can get, what he well, can do. Well, Lewis Jetta, he's got a sign this year. No one's even spoke about him. Um, so he, he'll get another contract. Uh, Partington, well, he's going to be one front up at the end of the year as a trade option, maybe back to South Australia, because if he's not getting a game, he might want to put his hand up. Um, Hutchings... He could probably get a new contract. You'd, you'd think he's a shoe in to get another one. Um, and then, you know, the other guys like Carpenty, Matthew Allen, Rotham, the, their, their heads are on the chopping block, as I said many times. Yep. So, um, but that's just looking at this year. I'm not going to go into the rookies. I would just want to thank Joe, one of the TNG admins, for putting the list together for us. Um, he's a podcast guru. He gets us on to all these other things. So thanks again for that, Joe. If you look to 2019... Shepard and Marson, you got Kennedy, Nat Nui and Hearn 
are going to have to sign because they're at the end of the year. But there's a lot of players that we have to sign that year. Yep. At the end of it, to 2020, it's a bit on, a uh, bit, you know, away, and it's it's good to see all the young guys are in there. Well, so the Riolis, the Ainsworth, Venables, Watson, Darling, Petricelli, Waterman, Cripps. So they're all locked away to 2020, mm. 2021 and beyond. You've got your Redden, Brander, Duggan, Shuey, Yo. So we're in a good spot. Yeah, I, I love where we're at. Um, the massive list cull, nine, we did last year. Yeah. I think just set us up. I recommend we need to make five, six changes this year, depending Is on that? who who leaves and yeah. what picks we get. So we touched on Gov leaving, we may get early picks. Yeah. If that happens, then we might cut a little bit deeper just to add that more talent. But you, you look at our fringe players and, like, we've had, like, we're mid of the range for injuries in the AFL. Thankfully, we got, I heard, seven back off the injury list this week, which is just amazing. We'll our, depth is, yeah, our depth is great. So I reckon we only need to make five, six changes. So, yeah, it's looking really good with these contract situation down at the Eagles. Yeah, and I think somebody on uh, the TNG discussion page brought up someone like, you know, we're in a good position and, you know, we're on top of the ladder now and we might get to a grand final, we might not, but it might be that stepping stone for next year, going into next year. That's what they're building for. Because maybe we are a year ahead of ourselves because even Simo didn't expect to be where we were. Well, I agree with that completely and, in fact, I said that. (laughs) You go back to our (laughs) earliest podcast and then that's what I've said. Yeah. and I know because I actually went back and listened to a few of our earlier ones for another segment. But I made the statement this year is to select our best 22. See what the young players, can they come in? Can they fill their role? Who will be there next year? Who's going to play in what roles? And then next year, we'll have a real run and a real attack at it. Um, and that came up in the conversation where we talk about where we think the Eagles will finish. And I said, I think we'll finish about the same on the ladder. Because of that reason, we'll be restructuring side, picking our best 22, then running it out next year. Well, let's get on to those predictions that we're going to talk about. Okay, so i got our predictions here, but first I want to throw a curveball at you. Uh, during the bye, you had a lot of time to reflect on our season thus far. Um, just a quick one. What would have been your favourite game so far this year? Oh, jeez, that's hard doing when you're just throwing at me like that. Um, oh, God, jeez. I'd have to say Geelong. <laughs> Geelong? West Coast versus Geelong. Because a lot one. of people didn't give us a chance. No. And quite humbly, I thought we had a chance. And, um, yeah, that was my favourite so far. Yeah, um, that's a good one because uh, that was when we started to actually break the underdog tag because before then we were, weren't were favourites in any of these games no. um, for quite some time. Um, I'm choosing a little bit of a different one too. A lot of people would say beating Richmond, being the reigning premiers, or going over GWS with our injuries and without knick-knacking that win and being away. But... For me, I actually really loved the Port win. I went to that game, had great seats, and to me that was just such a great win. Um, Mainly Shuey going down, and then our second-tier midfielders having to pull away, and we won that midfield battle yeah. against a team that's highly rated in the midfield and has so much depth in that midfield. And when you when you bring that up, actually, that probably... Yeah, I yeah. forgot about the Port game. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I just thought that, to me, I just loved that game. We had great seats. I've been to a few games... Uh, including the Richmond one, even though they're premiers, that Port game to me, th- there was something special about that game I think for me. The, the, the Richmond one for me was a line in the sand moment. Yeah. You know, this is where people are going to sit there and go, well, but if I, the Eagles don't beat Richmond, oh, yeah, they're just 
you know, they'd, I also ran, but as soon as we beat them, it was like, all right, they are the real deal. Yeah, but see, there was just something about Richmond too, where it's like they're not on the MCG, they're travelling. Yeah, well, we know that. And that to me, they, they're not worried. They didn't worry me at all. So, And that sounds very arrogant because they're the reigning premiers. Where Port A are used to travelling, and I don't think we'd beaten them at at home for years. And a funny stat is neither team has been <laughs> one at home for years. Um, and they beat us last year at, at you know, at our home's ground. Um, so, yeah, it was just a great win, great atmosphere, and I really loved that. And it was a good win too. We didn't just win, we won well, quite well. If we beat well. Sydney, that would be the best win, but we haven't got there yet. Yeah, so that's it. it there. <laughs> so let's get off that. All right, our predictions early in during the podcast, when we're just getting off the ground, and... You could tell by my voice, re-listening to them, God, I was nervous at the first few. You could really pick it. I'm slowly getting more confident of these things. But see, I had Ruse, Wooden Spooners, and I also had Cats as a premiership fancy with the best midfield. And a lot of people had the same, but that's so far from the truth. Yeah, Ruse, Crows up there as well. I, yeah, I had almost Crows. Oh, I think Crows overachieved last year. I really did. So they're... Yeah. It's shown with a few injuries what can happen. Um, but, yeah, Cat's f- far from the best midfielder. And then I had Nick Nat. His tap work would be there, but his influence around the ground wouldn't be. And I've got to say that's wrong. Even round one against Sydney against the loss, he was imposing. Oh, and he's been imposing in every game. So I got him coming back from injury. I got that wrong. I it's thought he wouldn't have as big an impact as he's had. Shows you a lot of, to a lot of people yeah. how influencing he is and yeah. how much of a... Pivotal player he can be. Oh, crucial to us. He he's not our best player, but yet he's could be very well argued our most important, important. player, yep. which is funny. Now a couple you had wrong. Now <laughs> I find this one a little funny. So we mentioned Venables. I asked you the question in say five years, do you see him as a damaging player? You said no, you actually don't. But that was retracted a week later. So I, I wanted to throw that one in because I thought that was quite and funny. And I'm retract my retraction. You retract your retraction. Seen him since. So yeah. I'm sort of right. Oh yeah. Has he been dropped? Has he? Yeah. No, no. But, um, but look, so let's hope he can. Uh, and what I did see of him, and I. Did Retract it and uh, yeah. put my foot in my mouth. Um, yeah, he's going to be a good player for us, I hope. And yeah, just hope yeah. you can say injury free. But and your second one I've picked that's wrong. You said if we have eight debutants this year, we would be in serious trouble. Yes, and Brand is our seventh. Uh, he was our eighth if you count Archie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. eighth person to play their first game. And yeah, I thought we'd be in trouble. And who would have thought, you know, if we just said this last year, we'd have been going, oh, yeah, because everyone was like, oh, yeah. oh, we're in a lot of trouble. and but a lot of people were asking for this last yep. year, sort of let's play the young kids. We're playing them, and the results are coming. We're sitting ten and one, and you know we couldn't be happier yep. than that. That's it. Like we're so far from in trouble, and there's a, after the bye. There's almost that beginning of the season excitement I had too. Like where to now? How are we going to perform now? You know, there's a yep. bit of that back. Um, but that's one? where it comes in. No, I only picked two wrong ones and two rights. I thought you had another one. Um, no, that's about it. But wasn't there a player at East Perth? Or? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a right. I count that as a right. So oh, we'll get right. there very soon. <laughs> yes, um, but that's where I get into rebuilding. People just got this thing that we're not rebuilding. I'd love to see the stats then of how many Carlton delisted last year and Brisbane delisted last year, and how many debutants they've actually had this year. And that will go a long way to answering the question: Are we rebuilding? And you would be surprised. Yeah. Um, and that will answer the question. It's just there's, as I always said, there's a stigma attached to it where you have to bottom out to rebuild, but you don't. A rebuild is cutting your list. 
yep. and then blooding new players. That's effectively that's all it is. That, that, that's that all is it is. all it is. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what we've done. And just because these young oh, oh. players have come in and performed doesn't mean we're not rebuilding. That just means we've drafted well. Hawthorne won a premiership cutting 13 players a year before. Yeah. And they were rebuilding. But no one said they were rebuilding, but they were. They were technically yeah, rebuilding. Exactly. And look at them now. They're, they're younger players. They're, they're probably not the strongest team out there, but they're in good stead. And that's why I'm happy as that if we don't get to the pinnacle this year, next year could could be it. Yeah. And, and further on. And just looking at those lists of who we got in 2020 that's going to be available and that. Yeah. It's all the young guys. Um, we're in, we're I'm, I'm honestly so impressed with our young talent right now that when our 26, 25-year-olds are the mature age players, yep. all these young ones are then going to be in their prime. I don't think... I think we're building a little bit of a dynasty here. We're not just, what are, how's this year going to go? I think we're... How's the next five to ten years going to go with this club? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think that's what we've done, yeah. and that's why I've, I said I'm so glad we hit the draft and not the trade. I, I'm personally not actually a big fan of trades. I don't like them, and I commented so much. Every name that came up last year, people were like, "Eagles oh, got to be in it." People got to be in it, and I'm not into that. Yeah, hit the draft. I think it's because that's one of somebody there to see some action. Quick fix. But you just said it. For the next five years, we're not called the next generation for nothing. That's it, that's it. I love it. All right. Now, we've prattled on for enough. Here's what we got right. Okay, so I'll do mine first. I'll do one of each first. Okay, so I said Oscar Allen, because of his injury, we won't see this season, or if we do, it'll be late season. Halfway mark, I think he's still at least a few weeks away. So that's all right for me. Uh, Shin splint, so his fitness base would never have been there. So he's been down at East Perth for the last few weeks, but... He has to build up that fitness base, and that's exactly what's happened. Um, I still do rate him in five years' time when we look back on this draft, him being possibly one of the best of our picks of the bunch. And then one for you. Now, this one's a bit funny, and this one's a bit cheeky. You've raved about Schofield all year. Now, there's something I've noticed about Schofield. He's not much get much game time at the Eagles. I rave about Schofield every year. Yeah, but the thing is... Why? I don't know. He is such a good defender that when he plays for East Perth, they win. With McKenzie injured, they don't have a great big backman. When Schofield plays, they tend to win. In the preseason, and when he played for us against Sydney, they didn't have a great backman. We got smashed. Whenever Schofield doesn't play <laughs> for East Perth, they tend not to win because they haven't got this solid, uh, mature backman, you know, experienced backman, a veteran backman. So I give that, even though it's a cheeky one, I give that a plus to you, raving about this player, because in the seconds, it proves what a good backman he is almost. Well, Scoey, if you are listening and you're on yeah. that chat, you can say to Butsy, well, no East Perth, no Schofield. Well, that, that's no Schofield, <laughs> no, no, no East Perth. No, but it's it's funny, and I, I'm saying it in tongue-in-cheek, but it is exactly right. I'm noticing a pattern with Mackenzie injured, and then as soon as Schofield's out, there's yep. no, none of our tall backmen or big backmen are in that side. We leak goals. Now, let's just quickly go back to Allen, Oscar Allen. Yep. Um, you say we might not see him the later in the year after level. Is he the next debutant? After, cause obviously, as you went, we'll talk about yep. Brander in a second. Yeah, Brander's come in. Is uh, he the next one, or would you say Brayshaw would be? Uh, I would put Watson and Brayshaw right now ahead of him. All right. But I know the club does rave about him. But I just, honestly, I don't think he's ready. What about Ainsworth? Where's he gone now? 
but Ainsworth's already debuted. Yeah, I know, but you know, he slipped back. Like he, he could come in. Don't he get was, me wrong. He was a prediction that he was going to start, and he played one game. Yeah, well, that's how good we're going, aren't we? That's good. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's this is what we want, and that's where I'm saying I've got so much faith in our depth that that's what, exactly what's happening. Now, this one is a joint right and wrong. Uh, sorry, right from both of us because we both said, and this isn't just us. A lot of people, the Ryan and Rioli show. Uh, Ryan Sally's injured, but we've seen what he can do, and so impressive, and we can't wait to get him back. Uh, if a lot of people like me want him immediately included again, and Rioli's just got better and better every game. Put a lot of doubters wrong that said he can't run, and his endurance level's not there, and he's done it in that well of fashion that he's actually had a few clearances and been in the midfield, playing the midfield sections. And we both said that beginning of the year, they're the two to watch out. Um, and we got that right. One that snuck under the radar, we always knew that was going to be good, that's played every game, was Waterman. So shout out to him, but we didn't pick him as being... No. We didn't rave about him as well as and we should have. And he's probably second in the NAB Rising Star at the moment. I'll put, put him behind uh, Stevenson. It's funny, a lot of people picked midfielders, but I uh, like Dode. Oh, like well, from yeah, Adelaide. You got Dode, you got, you got um, Stevenson, we're getting off track here. Um, mm. Even Chera the other day, but he didn't even get a nomination, which I Yeah, was, but he's but, form. No. But anyway, uh, the same thing. Uh, look, uh, Liam Ryan, you know, we just touched on him and, um, you know, we, he played the first three games and just imagine what he would have been in the next seven um, would have been great. He might get his chance this week. Um, yeah, look, some exciting things there. We've got some right, we've got some wrong. And we're going to continue to get some right and some wrong, but that's a good little topic that well, you brought up there. Like. Yeah, well, it's funny. Going back, we we're actually right about a lot of things. It's mm. just more than we're wrong, but I just wanted to just do a couple each. Just, it's the buy round, time to reflect. And I thought, let's go back. Let's see some of our early year predictions. And yeah, it's, no, it's been good. very surprising. It's been good. All right. Well, let's get on to the medical room. Uh, like I said, we had seven players taken off the list today, and they were Shuey, Brayshaw, McKenzie... Ryan, Schofield, Marston, and Alango. They're all available to play this weekend, so that's great. The only ones really on our list are Venables. He's probably three weeks away, around 14 or 15. Darling, they're saying three to five games now, so three to five weeks. And Malcolm Company, he had surgery a couple of weeks ago, so he's still about four to six weeks away. Yep. He had um, a friction uh, ailment, so he went under the knife. Um, but we're going, you know, that's pretty good. When you got less injuries, it just shows you the depth could be there and we're in a good place. And coming to the second half of the year, I'd rather have less injuries in the second half than the first half, so that's a good thing for us. Oh, that's a brilliant thing. Um, and that even made the Vic Media as well. Seven coming back in one week, that is amazing. They obviously are not all going to play for Eagles. They'll be Most of them will play for East Perth. But yeah. just to ha add that depth to your squad is exactly what I want. Was and Shui you're adding this depth to a squad that's already performing. That's what I'm really liking about it. Shuey, Marston and Ryan went on the plane, and we'd probably jump in the gun here, but Archie and Brass have not. So I don't know if Brass is going over later. Who knows? Um, so there could be some. There's going to definitely be changes this week because um, Darling. So yeah, let's um, see who gets in and who doesn't. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit more when we go about Sydney. It's really want to touch on the. We didn't do the vote for the TNG Eagle of the Year that we do on the TNG discussion page uh, against the St Kilda game. Uh, Kennedy was best on ground. Gaff second, and Nat Nui was. Uh, Got the one vote and Darling still in the lead from Hearn and Gaff and Redden. Redden's having a great year. Um, I quickly just want to touch on the tipping because I didn't put that in the last week or maybe I did. Uh, Nick Nat Hearn's back on top. 
That's a good guy, that guy. <laughs> People said um, he's going to slip away, but he's crawled his way back. I've got a feeling that's the reason why you wanted to bring this yeah, up personally. Up. Yes. Back on top. Uh, sorry, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shell, 88 from West Coast Seagulls for Life. She's second. Drew Darby, JB and Dodsey. We're all on 79 points. That comes down to margin points there. And Shell won the round. Um, we did do a final siren segment, but we didn't have a game to talk about, so that's why we've been talking about what we have been. The revolving door, there was no East Perth game, so that tied in all right. The yep. buy with a buy, so the whole squad got a bit of a bit of a breather, a bit of a rest. It's interesting to hear uh, JK on six PR saying sometimes the bye week can be a hindrance because your momentum's gone and you do feel sore, even because you're doing the match simulations. At um simulation, not stimulation, <laughs> at um training, then you end up a bit, bit sore. So we can't really even talk about what happened at Waffle, but what we will do when we get to Sydney, we'll say who will come in. Um, and this segment, watch of you, we always put on we put on the podcast page. It's a bit of a vote. Now with Jack Darling out injured, we had important games against Swans coming up. Who will the selectors go for? And we put up Liam Ryan and Jared Brander. So it looks like we're basically both correct because um, both of them are on the plane. That's it. But Brander has been given the red light that he's going to debut. So the vote, voting went Liam Ryan was going to get the nod at 74% and Brander 26%. Yeah, see, that's a hard one because it threw my revolving door picks right out the window as soon as it was, you know, th- you know that and last Brander's going to debut. And last week we were talking about do they need a tall or do they need a small? Yeah. And we were all saying they needed a small. We didn't need a tall, but they've gone the other way. Well, they so, looks like they've gone both because if Liam Ryan is ready to go, he'll be, he would have stayed and be playing at East Perth. No, because East Perth, what will happen is whoever the emergencies are, they'll get back on the plane straight away. So yep. say it's Marston and uh, Liam Ryan. Yeah. Say they're the emergencies, they miss out. They'll be straight back on the plane, straight back over to play for East Perth. Yep, fair enough. That's what they do with the Sydney and the Friday games. Uh, the other What's the View segment we had was... Mr. Andrew Gaff, um, with a couple of suspensions going on in the last couple of weeks. Can he win the Brownlow? And 70% said he can and 30% said no. Well, the funniest thing is, if you'd asked me this two, three weeks ago, I would have said no because we're playing our system so well that we're stealing votes from each other. But right now, I've changed. I think he's like fourth in the line of tipping. And the reason I say this is Fife can't win it. But Fife playing for Freo, they've dropped a few games. But the biggest one for me who's a favourite is McRae from the Dogs. Dogs aren't winning enough games either, you know what I mean? So that could cost him votes. And Mitchell burst out the blocks at the beginning of the year. Mitchell for Hawks. Burst out the blocks. Yeah. But he's been tagged and tagged quite heavily now. So he's another one and they're not winning as much games as they should. So the teams on top of the ladder that's winning the most games aren't the favourites right now. So Gaff could be starting to break away. In the last few years, he has been one of our highest pollers. Yeah, and uh, look, who knows? You know, it's an individual award. I'd rather win a Norm Smith in a grand final and win a grand final than get a Brownlow. So, I'll just know. take the premiership medal and yeah. uh, forget the Norm Smith. Ask Judd if he loves his Norm Smith, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'd say, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get on to the game, hey? Um, Eagles versus the Swans at SEG this Friday night. It's interesting. We've only won three times out of 17 goes at SEG. And one of those 17 goes wasn't even against the Swans. It was against the Roos. 
but we didn't. I don't know if we won about that, but that's 17 games we played at the Roos. I mean, at the at the ground. Our last win was in round nine, Sunday the 23rd of May 1999, and we won by 13 points. So that's a long time between drinks. Yeah, but a stat like that could be misleading. We're a bit of a different side, like, because the Pies at the MCG is another bogey ground yep. for us with them. Yeah, um, that's, that, that's actually worse. It's terrible, that one. That's, that's like early I think 90s. It's two out of. 18 or something. Yeah, it's reduced. So. But the stats, you know, you flip on the head, it's the same with them almost coming here. But yep. I just feel we got a different squad. We're playing so well away that our chances of winning is still quite highly. And um, we talked about the bye. I think the bye came at the perfect round for us because I think we needed it. Yep. I think we're a bit tired because top of the ladder, we're running so hard and kicking style of games means you need to run and zone very well, which we did. Um, and we looked a little bit tired, so I think buy game perfect now. But I'm always interested to see how they come back from buyers, if it's going to be a lacklustre performance. Um, and the one thing that really annoys me about this game, really annoys me, is Liam Ryan might be coming back. Yeah, I'm so glad, you know, I'm so happy. But yet, darling... And Josh Kenny haven't played against Sydney this year or won't play against Sydney this year in the same squad. Until the grand final. <laughs> uh, yeah, final was yeah. excluded because we had no Kennedy no. round one, but yet Darling played. Now we've lost Darling and Kennedy's in the squad. And I'm just like, come on. Like, there are two, you know, tall forwards. Oh, yeah. And they're just... Kennedy's... You want your best 22 well, out in the ground. Darling's form is just... Yeah. He, he could have been leading our club best at first. That's how great he's playing. And Kennedy, though, is still having the impact on the scoreboard. He's not as durable. He's not taking these contested marks like Darling is. But yet he's averaging almost... The, it's thrown out now because of the buy, but he was averaging like the most goals a game out of almost any player again this year. So he's still impacts scoreboard. So I would just love to have them both out there to counteract the buddy factor you know they've got this one there well hey we've got two great power yeah. forwards down our end but we didn't get that round one and we're not getting that this week either oh well let's just hope we get the win this week um so we, we we're going to touch on who was going to come in and who was going to go out um but we've been beaten to the punch by the, the team basically getting on the uh plane so basically we know that um brandon will debut brand, brandon's going to debut shuey's going over um, Marseille's going over and Liam Ryan's going over and Archie's reportedly not on the plane and nor is Barras so there's maybe two outs um, if not there's still going to be two outs if you're going to play all those four um, where are we going to win this game because like I said I, I watched Sydney at SCG and it's a totally different game of football they they keep possession they do these little chips around and they try and drag it away try, don't give you the corridor at all Eagles play a long kicking game, one handball, one big kick. Can their game plan win them at SCG? Oh, yeah, it can. We're the number one side, I think, for converting um, something like inside 50s or something, something ridiculous like that. Um, I saw the stats today. Um, and, yeah, our style of footy is kicking as well, so there's no difference there. Um, it's a hard one to actually say where it'll be won because... We're just performing evenly throughout. Yeah. But I think our back line is always our strength and we attack quite far off the back line. Our midfield, which a lot of people thought would be our Achilles heel, end up being wrong. We've won five out of the games 
with clearances. Uh, we drawed, funny enough, with Carlton. And then some of them that we lost, we lost by one or two. So the yeah. clearance battle didn't do it. Um, and as we touched on, Josh Kenny up forward, big inclusion. We've got to get off to a good start. We can't let Sydney get a start like they did against St Kilda. Yep. Because then we're in for a really dark night. Um, it's going to be a close game. I, I can't see it being too big a margin either way. Um, like we sit there and I, I, I try and analyse games sometimes too much and I try and look at, you know, instead of looking at what we've got, I look at what the other team's got to see what we can stop. And, you know, Sinclair's playing good football over there, but he's going to come up against two Ruckman. So can he do that the whole game? You know, that's a question mark because he's in good form at the moment. And, you know, he, he knows how Nick and Lysett play, being an ex-Eagle. Um, you know, they've got some small forwards that can cause a bit of trouble for us. Um, maybe that's why Barras is not in the team, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting where we win it. Um, but if we can, can keep that contested ball, like you said, and get our kicking game into gear... I can see it's causing a lot of trouble here. Yeah, well, they're not playing great footy at the SCG. Their home ground advantage this year hasn't been dominant at all Swans. In fact, their best footy's been usually away. Um, Except for last week. Yeah, (laughs) against Saints, yeah. But they looked beaten. I think they got ahead of themselves with that comeback against the Eagles when they converted very well in that last quarter. And I think Swans just got the jump on them. And they dropped players like Billings and Armitage and players that almost should have played that did very well in the VFL, should have almost played against Sydney. Um, But usually after a big win, you come out and sometimes you can be be a bit lacklustre, you know, like a bit overconfident, you know what I mean? I think the Eagles' mindset is totally different to last year. I think they know what they've got in front of them. I think they know what they need to do. And, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they win. So, winner and margin, mate. I'm on Eagles by 16 points. Alrighty. Right, well, I'm going to go Devil's Advocate only because I've got my tip and hat on. Um, I'm going the Swans by a goal. Yep. Maybe seven points. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but... Oh, so do I'm, I. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Um, I, I'll just, just put my tipping hat on because I'm in a couple of tipping competitions and as you heard, Nick hands in first spot. Another <laughs> thing yep. you go uh, tipping. Um, let's get to another last segment, mate. <laughs> Under the pump. All right, we usually come to the end of the show with an under the pump. I'm going to do mine quickly before I forget it. There, Dan. Um, we've got all these little committees, subcommittees going on about how changing the game and where we're to go to, and it really gives me the shits actually because you only need to do a few things, and that's cut the um, rotations down on the bench. And that'll bring you back to what they want, along kicking and lots of goals being kicked by the full forwards and stuff like Clarkson's been talking about. Um, they've been trialling out things with the Hawks, which is surprising. Um, Malcolm Blight's rules, where in South Australia, last touch out, the other team gets a kick in. Hope they don't bring in there, that's a shocking bloody rule. Um, some of the rules that they've been playing just... I just don't don't know why we just got to have, have different rules every year. Leave the game alone, reduce the bloody um, interchange, and the game will take care of itself. Um, and if you really want to be serious, let's get and look at the draw, because the draw make it seventeen games. One home, one year. You play that team that you played at home away the next year. Um, you might lose a lot of cash there, AFL, but you can always supplement that with your AFL X crap 
or you can put your state of origin carnival each for three weeks back into it somewhere in the season. That's the way I'd be doing it. Um, I want the draw to be more even than changing the rules every year because, like you said, even the umpires can't even get it right. Um, that's just the way I see things. I'm just sick and tired of the, the yeah. rules being changed every year. I don't, I'm with you there. I hate the rules being changed. Even bringing this, the interchange cap down, I'm, I'm not even for that. Was The one that terrifies me is when they bring up zones. I'm sick of them trying to change the game. That sub-rule destroyed, like, I hated yeah, that the, rule the, the so bad. Hate, I, I don't like, mind the starting positions where you've actually got to start in a position like, you know, yeah, half, centre-half forward, left-half forward, right-half forward. I don't mind that at the start for bounce downs. It's, it's, very, it's very similar to that, though. We, we, they do it, but they group in maybe, huddles. Well, yeah, but they, they group in huddles. And it, it maybe just a more of a look and aesthetics uh, oh, Yeah, thing. I don't like it. There's a, like, just leave the game alone. That don't don't had, dictate where plays have to be. That's for the coach to do. That, that, the they, to do. they trialled um, two less players on the ground, like they do in the women's league, so yeah. they're no wingers. That's bullshit. It's going to do nothing. It congests it any even more. Um, yeah, look, I'm just sick and tired of the rule changes every year. So let's change this. Let's leave the bloody game alone. The problem is they change a rule, something else pops up, and then they want to change it to correct that. Umpire, you, you'll never win doing that. Umpires have having a hard enough trouble with the rules now, yeah. and coaches will always exploit a change. That's exactly right. And the game evolves all the time. Yeah. Like... Three years ago, it was a very hand-passing style of gameplay, yeah. and already it's gone back to kicking, you know. Yeah, it's gone back to um, two ruckmen halfway through a year. So. That's it. And um, as far as, you know, evening out the competition kind of thing with the, like, playing, you know, 70 hundred games, I hate that because I love my footy. I, I want to watch my footy. But what they have to do is, I want everyone to play each other twice. They have to cut the dead wood. St Kilda's not performing on and off the field. Is it your right? No, it's not. No. But they're just touching us. They're ten million debt that club. Yeah. So that club doesn't fold. They they always talk about how it's the VFL. They can go back to the VFL for I care. You know, Suns are in a mess, and I don't know what you've heard from them. They're not want priority picks only. They want salary cap to be increased. Yep. They want off field facilities to be increased. It's paying for coaches and all this thing to be increased. They want to have special rights to special players. They want bigger zones. They just want these ridiculous things. It's like, no, you're not working. You fold. I'm just, I'm just sick of these teams just being carried. Yep. And the eight, having 18 team competition and they're not having the evenness of it is ridiculous. Reduce it. Everyone plays each other twice. You know, don't have the NAB Cup like you touched on and these things. Um, and, yeah, it's just a marathon, you know what I mean? It's not a sprint. Yep. Um, and, yeah, if you lower it down to, you know, 14 teams, that would be great. Oh, yeah, that's another way of doing it. I just, yeah. Like I said, there's, let, let's get the game. Forget about the rules. Let's get the actual running of the game better than actual playing the game because playing yeah. the game's all right. That's it. So what, what's your... And the funny thing is the quality of footy would probably go up if you got rid of those bad teams as well. Right, you have more quality footballers in less things. You would. Like, yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's a reason. You know, don't change a rule. Change what you're doing and don't be so stubborn about it. All right. I don't like doing this because Jack Rewalt a few weeks ago said when it was like playing MCG at of the stadium. That's how great he found that stadium. So he gave us a bit of a shout-out saying it's the best stadium by the MCG kind of thing. But I have to say this. Against Port, they lost again. That's now is that three in a row they travelled into state. They've lost. Yep. Adelaide, Port, and ourselves, and they've lost quite badly too. I might add. Um, and 
his comments, oh, it's hard to travel. Well, boo-hoo. <laughs> it's hard to travel, mate. Like, you guys are so gifted, these flags, and these these opportunic moments of being at the MCG or home ground. Like, you get these home ground finals, and you make stupid comments like that. It's hard to travel. Try being an interstate team, mate. He probably lives in Glasgow now, gets on the train, goes mate, to Richmond, and that's it. They complain, Geelong <laughs> complain about travelling when they got to go in the city, Melbourne. This is, and it just goes to show again what you almost touched on and we touched on before, and you're roast about, you know, the inconsistency of it. It's like, mate, you're hard to win away. Well, we'd only get, what, 10 wins a year then? Yeah, you know what I mean. Never win a premiership because it's always at the MCG. Yeah, he's at that. Like, uh, that's uh, that. Just it, it irked me a bit because it's just like there you go, straight out the horse's mouth. You're just saying how biased the competition is, mate. Yep. Because he wasn't wrong. He was right with his statement. Yeah. But it's like, well, if the players know this, why is not the AFL CEO seeing this and how biased this competition is? Money talks, mate. Money that's talks. That's exactly right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. We have a show before we just. Uh, uh, cut the cord and cut the power. Uh, cut the cord is something that you'll be doing soon, Dan. Very soon. I'm <laughs> um, just going to give our shout to uh, a couple of the other podcasts. Go Footy, thanks for joining us last week, guys. Um, they're probably doing another one this week. And I'm actually filling in for Ollie on RTR FM Saturday week. Um, so that'd be a good one. So I'll give you my tips there. Um, winging it. They're doing the live one. If you have a look on uh, Facebook, you'll see theirs. They're every Monday night. And there's a few others there, Toast to Coast. And, there's a couple of other Eagles ones that might be coming back up online that were on last year that I've just been seeing around on Facebook. A guy called West Coast Eagles Fan uh, Podcast, so he might be getting back on. It's just one guy. So anyway, hopefully you've uh, had a good listen to us this week. Um, next week we'll be bringing you the review of the Sydney game and the preview of the Bombers game that will be coming up and quite a lot more, hopefully. So it's been a good night, Dan. Yep, and sitting as I said earlier, I'm just excited. It's like starting the season anew after the bite. Really, yep, it's a, it's, we start anew. Let's hope we have a win, even though I've tipped against them. I think we good chance we're going to win. And um, yeah, those keys to the bus, we're yep. going to find them. It'll be because, it because uh, I wouldn't mind jumping on it. Might as well fill her up with diesel now, mate, and get on our way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, joining next week as always every Wednesday night, and we'll uh, try and give you the best podcast show possible. This is TNG signing off.